The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Good afternoon and welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And I'm so glad that you've joined us again for another great topic in managing your career, taking control of your job search and advancement. And today we welcome back Thea Kelly, who had joined us in April. And we had a great conversation with Kelly back in April and wanted to bring her back to talk about a very important topic, salary and other types of job search negotiation. You know, it's one of those things that if you start off on the wrong foot or you start off not exactly where you'd like to be in a job, it's probably not going to turn out for the long term. So we're so excited to have you great to have you here, Thea, to share your great tips with us. And Thea, you've got a great background with Lee Hecht Harrison at DECO and all kinds of individuals, of course, helping them through their careers. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. So let's just start with why negotiate? I hinted at that it obviously starts you off on a bad foot, but what are some other things that we need to know about why we should negotiate? Right. For starters, why we should negotiate is that it works, usually. Um, And most employers are willing to negotiate salary. One study found that new hires who negotiated started their new job with an average of 5000 a year more. Um, another study showed an average increase of 7%. And um, the thing is, future raises, as you were kind of hinting there, future raises are based on your existing salary. So 5000 more now, over a lifetime, that could mean tens of thousands more or even hundreds of thousands more. It's kind of like compound interest. Um, also, uh, asserting, um, asserting yourself in a negotiation and, and making the effort to negotiate, it shows business acumen, it shows assertiveness, it shows negotiation skills and communication skills that may be quite relevant to the job. So it just makes a good impression. Most employers expect you to negotiate, and they will probably respect you all the more for doing so as long as you do it right. It's a valuable career skill that will leave you feeling empowered and you'll use for the rest of your life. Yeah, and so when we think about this, a lot of people are afraid to do it because they think it might make them look greedy or that they're not happy with what they've been offered. And what you're saying is that that's not at all how it can come across if we do it in a certain way. Yeah, if you do it in a reasonably skillful way, that's not really how it's going to come across. 
And one thing we're going to talk about today is how to do it in that skillful way so that it's going to make a really good impression rather than a bad impression. Okay. So what are the other reasons that people are afraid to negotiate? Well, um, so some of the other reasons people might be, well, first could I say a little bit about um, how you know that you should negotiate? Like what, are, what, are the, what shows you that, yes, you should negotiate? One is we, we have to start by saying you have an offer. Never try to negotiate before that. And the offer is in writing. It is good to have it in writing. Um, also that your research, you've, you've researched your salary, you've used things like Glassdoor, Salary.com, Payscale.com, word of mouth, informational interviews, Googling your salary, uh, Googling what kind of salary people make doing what you do. And, and you can see that the offer isn't as high as it could be. Or you like the job, but there's kind of a fly in the ointment. For instance, maybe it's a really tough commute. And if you had different hours or if you could telecommute sometimes, that would make you a much happier employee. So Yeah, it's not just all about salary, right? There are other things that we can look at and really think about our happiness and effectiveness in the job, all that can be negotiated. Absolutely. And a lot of times if employers can't or won't negotiate about money, they may still be able to negotiate about things like vacation time or bonuses or other kinds of benefits or flexibility. Um, so if you're dealing with an employer who can't come up to a higher salary, maybe it's a Maybe it's a nonprofit, although I'm not saying nonprofits don't negotiate. Um, they may be able to do something along those lines. Um, some clues that maybe you shouldn't try to negotiate. Some companies just really have a policy of not negotiating. So they may have actually told you so at some point. The recruiter might have said they don't negotiate salaries. This is firm. Um, other signs that you might want to proceed with care is if the salary is posted in the job announcement, that is kind of a hint that it's probably not very negotiable. Um, also, entry-level positions don't tend to be as negotiable, although there are some exceptions. And certain industries, especially government, government jobs may not be as negotiable as others. Um, but still, you don't want to jump to any pessimistic conclusions there. Yeah, and just on that note of other things people can negotiate, I have a colleague right now whose um, spouse was paid for an MBA by the company, and if they leave the company right now, that have to pay that MBA back. So that's part of what that person will be trying to negotiate, is can they get the new company to pay for that MBA, because of course they'll, they'll benefit from it. Yeah, that's a very good example. You have to think creatively when it comes to negotiating an offer. Um, and try and just find win-win solutions. So you were asking a moment ago, what are people afraid of? Um, and like you said initially, one thing people are afraid of is that they're going to be seen as greedy or that it will somehow be inappropriate or that it's going to damage the relationship. And ultimately, a lot of the fear is maybe they'll even withdraw the offer. And I won't say that there's never a risk of that, um, if done wrong, negotiation can have bad results because you have to look to start from this. The way that you negotiate, the style in which you negotiate, is going to be assumed by the employer to be the way that you're going to be on the job. So if in the negotiation you make really unreasonable, unrealistic demands or you take a negative tone, 
because negotiating salary is not like negotiating to buy something in a market, you know, or a stand on the street where you might say, well, I'm not really sure I need this or like it. No, you want to <laughs> always be expressing excitement about the job and that you really do want the job. Um, so you want to ask, what you're asking for needs to be reasonable. It needs to be based on the re- your researched market value and what you can do for them. So again, you research what kind of salary somebody with my level of experience and my skills should expect. Um, and that you sell that to them on the basis of what you're going to be able to do for them and what your skills are. Um, you also, like I said, want to be collaborative, look for win-win solutions, Really be enthusiastic about the job and nurture the mutual excitement about working together and really listen throughout the whole thing. Listen to the context. Listen to what they're, what they're saying and what's between the lines. Think about what's the culture of this company. Is it a very competitive and driving company where you can be kind of competitive and driving in your negotiation or is it a more gentle uh, kind of company, maybe a nonprofit or a company that just has a more soft kind of culture, in which case you need to be more collaborative and soft in the way you communicate. Um, in a salary.com survey, they said 87% of companies surveyed said that they have never, ever rescinded a job offer as a result of negotiation. So that's a majority. Now, that other 13%, you might wonder about that. Um, first of all, some of those 13% may have been companies that have very, very rarely done it. Also, one wonders if maybe the candidates did something really wrong in some of those 13% of companies. Um, maybe didn't get back to the employer promptly at some point. Maybe said, I'm thinking about it, I'll let you know, and then didn't get back to the employer in time, in which case, understandably, the employer might move on to the next candidate. So, And then finally, you have to ask yourself, if a reasonable and positive uh, negotiation attempt was made on your part and the employer rescinded the offer just because you attempted to negotiate, is that really an employer that you want to work for? Because that's pretty unprofessional on their part. Uh, so uh, I think the, the upshot is it's not likely that they're going to rescind the offer, especially if you do things right. Um, then there's other fears more like um, just that you're questioning an authority figure. And my answer to that would be if you haven't taken the job yet, you're, that person is not yet your boss, for one thing. And secondly, are you going to be in a role in that company where you can never, ever question things or express your point of view? Um, yeah, there's definitely some red flags that go up if you if you do have trouble with negotiating in a reasonable way, right? Right, right. You might also be simply afraid of disappointment, um, that maybe you'll try to negotiate and, and you'll get absolutely nothing and you'll feel embarrassed about it. Um, but chances are, if you do it even halfway skillfully, they're going to make at least some small concession to help you save face. They're going to give you at least something. And then you can be proud of yourself for, for that. At any rate, you can be proud of yourself for giving it a try, perhaps for the first time in your life, because about half of us never attempt to negotiate a job. Um, yes, women tend to be even less often to negotiate, right? Definitely. Yes, many, many women have never tried to do it. 
Um, and think about it, you know, once you've even tried to do it one time, it's, it's like a fear, it's partly just fear of the unknown. It's a skill you have never tried out before. So once you've tried it out, you're going to realize, oh, this is much more doable than I thought. And one way also that you can try it out is in advance to role play it. Um, just plan how you're going to go about it and practice saying it out loud, maybe practice with a friend or a coach. Um, and finally, sometimes it's a fear because you just don't know how to do it. And um, a little later in this interview, I'm going to lay out some instructions for a really good, simple method of doing uh, negotiation that will help you feel prepared and also give you a better chance of success. Um, yeah, and actually I think we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back and walk people through that process a little bit. So the overall goal here is to help you feel comfortable, listener, with doing some kind of negotiation, whatever makes sense for your career, and realizing that it's not uncommon. In fact, it's expected and companies expect us to to do these negotiations again to demonstrate the skills that many of you may have listed in your resume, right? That you're good at negotiation. Well, this is your opportunity to actually show that you can do that in whatever way it makes sense during your during your job search, during your interview, or perhaps even during a an annual performance review or annual salary conversation. So we're going to continue our conversation with Thea and we'll be back in just a few minutes for her to share her system structure for you to take these conversations to the best place they can go. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking with Thea Kelly about job search and and interviewing negotiations, specifically around salary. Of course, there's data there that that Thea shared that you could land 5,000 more or 7% more through negotiation. So that's a good incentive to try this process that we're going to share here next. But also think about all the other things that you can negotiate, vacation time, flexibility, other benefits and perks. So as you are thinking about going into that interview or maybe even a performance review compensation conversation with your existing company, there are lots of different things you can do and definitely incentives to do so. However, we want to do them in a good process. So Thea, tell us a little bit about the process that you recommend people go through as they approach these negotiation conversations. Okay, yeah, and um, I was, I'm thinking more about, as I develop this, I'm thinking more about a new job offer, but on the other hand, as you've pointed out, this, a lot of this is quite applicable, although steps might be a little bit different if you're asking for a raise. Um, and as you were saying, the average um, amount that people get over and above the initial offer as a result of negotiating is an average of about 5000 Who knows? It might be even more than that for a given individual. It might be less. It might be more. Um, so before you do anything else, you have to keep in mind the framework of staying positive, collaborative, and focused on the value that you bring and on finding win-win solutions. Because a package that works for you, a compensation package that works for you, is better for the company because you'll be that much more motivated and committed. So with that overall thought in mind, um, the first stage is before the offer. Before the offer comes, when you're in the interview process, you need to know what your value is. So I talked about using websites like Salary.com and Glassdoor and Payscale and also word of mouth to make sure that you know what um, the appropriate range is for you. And before the offer, it's also important to avoid naming any figures because the offer is not there yet. So next stage, when they make the offer, first and foremost, don't immediately say yes. Don't immediately say no. Just what you want to say is express excitement about the job. You just want to say, that's a very exciting offer. I'm just so excited. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. But you notice I'm not saying yes. Um, and then if, it, if the offer is not yet in writing, you want to get it in writing. And sometimes if there's a big rush, rush, everything's in a hurry, you feel awkward asking to get it in writing. But especially if everything's in a hurry, you especially need to get it in writing because it's easy for things to get a little confused at that point and uh, the offer perhaps be winding up a little bit different because somebody forgot something. Um, the next stage is to ask for a meeting preferably with your prospective boss rather than HR, to discuss the offer after you've had a chance to sleep on it. So they would make you the offer. Perhaps they're handing you an offer letter, and so you say, that's wonderful. I'm so excited about this. Of course, I'd like to just sleep on it. And is there a time tomorrow we could talk about this? 
um, once you have that meeting set up, and you don't want to talk about it right then. You don't want to negotiate the moment you've got the offer if you can help it because you haven't yet had time to think about the specifics of what the offer is. You need to be able to think about that figure and whatever else has been offered. You're probably also very excited at that moment, and it, and it may be a little hard to negotiate. So it's better if it's the next day or a little later. So you want to confirm when that negotiation meeting is going to take place. And throughout this whole process, I'm going to be saying confirm, 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 put it in writing, get it in writing. So you'd want to just, um, let's say this is an agreement. They've said, sure, we'll talk at 3 o'clock tomorrow. You go home, send them an email saying, thank you so much. Looking forward to talking with you at 3 o'clock tomorrow as we agreed. This prevents any misunderstanding about, um, you know, we gave you an offer and you didn't say anything. You know, it just is very clear. Then you want to determine at least three different things you want to negotiate about. So even, for instance, even if salary is really what you're going after, it's still very helpful to have a couple of other things you can negotiate and that could make it up to you if they aren't able to give you what you want on salary. Um, and then you might also want to take a little bit of time, like I said earlier, to practice and practice having the conversation with them, practice making the ask. So these are the things that you're going to want to do when they make the offer and that evening. Um, okay, so let's say it's the next day or whenever it was that the meeting is scheduled for to discuss the offer, in other words, to negotiate. Okay, first thing you want to do at that meeting is once again establish that really positive tone, that nice rapport. Once again say, I, I love this. I, I'm really looking forward to coming on board with this company. Um, and then you want to tell them what it is that you are planning to dis- that you want to discuss. So you just say, and I just wanted to discuss some of the details around um, the salary, the starting date, the the work schedule. Just giving some examples here, and possibly telecommuting one day a week. So now they know. You know now it's clear what's under discussion here. So as so then you say, may I start with salary? And salary is usually the best place to start. So they say, okay, sure, let's talk about it. So what you say is, and here's a formula I'm going to offer you. What you've offered is blank. What I had in mind is more like blank. Can you help me with that? Or different wording for can you help me with that might be what might be possible around this? Or what can we work out here? So you notice I'm not saying I want 100000 and just, leaving it in their hands. We're being a little more collaborative than that. You can play hardball. You can do it some other way. You can insist on a figure. But if you want a safe, uh, no-fear negotiation because uh, you feel that you are being very collaborative, then it's good to use these open-ended phrases. So you might, it might sound like this. So what you've offered for salary is $90,000. What I have in mind, based on my research, I've been, for somebody with experience like I have in my skills, I'm seeing something more like high 90s through um, 115,000. And uh, what I, so I really have something more in mind like about 115,000. Can you help me with that? And actually, I kind of misspoke there because it might be better at that point to not talk about a range, but just to name a figure that is at or near the top of the range that you've identified through your research. So you're putting out there, so what you've offered is 90. I have something more in mind like about 115. And the reason why is I'm seeing research showing that people with my experience and skills 
uh, are often making that amount, and also because what I can do for you around blah and blah and blah, so you're reminding them what value you bring. What can we do around that? Then you see what they have to say. Um, And it's going to be anywhere from, well, okay, I think we could come up to blah. Or it might be, uh, we'll need to think about that. Let me talk to some other people about that. We'll get back to you. Whatever it is that they say. Or it might be, you know, we really absolutely can't budge on that. It's going to be one of those three answers. Whatever their answer is, be appreciative. So even if their answer is, we really can't budge on that, say, Okay, well, I really appreciate your being willing to talk with me about that. Maybe we can work something else out. Let's keep talking. And then you move on. You can move on to the next item. And if they say, if they said, you know, we can't budge the salary at all, your next item might be, let's talk about when when is the first date when the salary could be reviewed. For instance, they may normally review salary at your performance review once a year, but maybe in your case they could review it sooner. Uh, or you might want to bring up other financial aspects that might be adjustable. So then you're moving on to the next item, and it's the same formula. So let's say the next item is starting date. What you've said is that you'd like me to start on Monday. Um, what I have in mind, since I haven't had a vacation in two years, is that I really need some downtime to recharge my batteries so I can start in here at the top of my game totally refreshed. So I have more in mind starting three weeks from now. What can we work out about that? Does this make sense so far? Yeah, very collaborative process. You're being very clear and very owning what you want, right? You're being very clear and direct but not forceful and then offering them the opportunity to say what they need and then find a middle ground, right? That's the that's the crux of of this respectful negotiation that really can be, as you said, no fear. So it may not be the approach that a high-powered salesperson wants to take, but for the rest of us who who live a normal day-to-day life and don't spend our time negotiating things all the time, this feels very collaborative, friendly, respectful, and yet gives us at least the opportunity to do something and to tell them what we need and to see what we might be able to adjust as we walk into this new position. Right, and I think that this kind of approach has as much potential to get you just as much uh, in salary and other benefits as a more hardball approach because at any point if they say, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in between the two, like I picked the numbers of 90,000 versus 115,000. If they offer you 110, you don't necessarily need to accept it. You can say, well, that's very interesting. Thank you. Um, let's talk some more about other aspects of this, and we'll see how, that we're all, how it all works out. So you can still be continuing to try to get more. Um, so by the end of the meeting, what you want to do is express appreciation for whatever has been offered, uh, whether any actual firm concessions were made or whether they've simply offered to check into something or think about something, appreciate all of that. Say, I just, that's great, you know, uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing your response on that. And you want to be sure that, you're agree- that you've agreed on what is the next step and when it's going to take place. So it might sound like, I really appreciate your offer of blah, 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 and your willingness to look into A, B, and C, when am I going to hear back from you? Or um, 
I really appreciate your taking the time to discuss this, and this new offer that we've just worked out is very appealing. Can you send me all this as an email just so we're clear, just to make sure we haven't forgotten anything? And how soon are you going to need my answer? Um, then after the meeting, you want to put that in writing, the how soon, the what's going to happen next. So you would be emailing them or they'd be emailing you. Uh, something gets put in writing about um, here's the new offer or here's what we're going to look into and this is when we're going to talk again. Perfect. Yeah. And then there can be a number of rounds of this. And, you know, the higher up the job is, the more rounds of discussion there tend to be. Um, but there may be a couple of rounds even at a more mid-level kind of job or an individual contributor job. Um, so be patient with that. Um, if you feel in a hurry to decide about something, you want to be aware of, is this the employer being in a hurry? Uh, and have they actually said they're in a hurry? And when do they actually need a decision from me? Or is it just your own sense of urgency and nervousness making things feel more urgent than they are? Yeah. Um, then when an agreement is finally reached, of course, you want to get that in, in writing. And then you're ready to accept that offer and confirm that in writing and congratulate yourself. Yeah. So, Thea, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for sharing your process. Tell my listeners here how they can connect with you if they want to follow up and, and learn more. Sure. Um, and everybody's situation in negotiation is unique. So I can help you figure out the best strategy for you or whatever situation is going on for you. I also provide interview coaching, job search strategy sessions, help with resumes and LinkedIn and so on. And you can reach me via my website, which is theakelly.com. That's T-H-E-A-K-E-L-L-E-Y.com. And my email is thea at theakelly.com. So I'm happy Perfect. to discuss your situation and how I can help. Thank you, Thea. And listeners, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back and talk through a few case studies with you so that you can put some of these things into some context. So we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we've been talking with Thea Kelly about interviewing and negotiating to start off on the right foot in your negotiation. So we talked at the beginning of our our time here about why you would want to negotiate, right? That you start off on the right foot, that all of your future raises and future compensation is based on where you start, of course. And as Thea shared, there's an average of $5,000 in extra salary or 7% out there waiting for you to just take the opportunity to ask and to do that in a nice and respectful way, which Thea did a great job of outlining and we'll kind of go back through that so that you can get that down pat as you get ready to do those salary negotiations. But I wanted to start with kind of a short story about why negotiate. And this is an older story, but one of my favorites, working with a gentleman who was interviewing for positions in a completely new industry than he was used to. He was looking at consulting positions, and he had worked mainly for individual companies, although large companies, and really didn't know much about the consulting realm. Of course, he'd done a few conversations to research that industry, but hadn't had a great feel for salary. Using some of the online salary tools just provided this absolutely huge range of anywhere between 50000 to 200000 in terms of what people were paying for the types of positions that he was targeting. And so I was working with another coach at that point who was also preaching the same tactics that Thea was talking about in terms of not saying that number, waiting until you get an offer to have this conversation. And this gentleman was a little bit more aggressive and was having a hard time doing that. People would ask him what he'd been making or what he expected to pay, and he would share a number even though it was obviously not well-researched. And because of the area of the country that he was in and some other factors, he was sharing that very bottom of the range, this $50,000 salary that he expected for the job. So through a few coaching sessions, he was finally convinced not to share that range at the beginning and to wait and see what he might be offered. And some of the scripts that, that I use to help people do that, you can respond in many different ways. 
I'd rather talk about salary when we're sure I'm the right person for the position. I'm sure we can come to an agreement on salary. Should I be the right person for the, for the position? What is the range you have budgeted for the position? But there's a lot of different ways that you can respond should you be asked for your salary before you're comfortable sharing it. That will work in some cases. In other cases, you'll be pressed and pressed for that salary and answering the most respectful and truthful way you can to that question can help you. If you try to dodge it once and it, and they, they press back, know that range you want to share. Or if they're asking you what your salary has been, know how you want to speak to that as well. And there's a lot of different ways you can answer that. This gentleman got away with asking just that one question. What range did they have budgeted for the position? To his delight, they said $150,000. Three times the amount that he would have asked for. Now, do you think that they would have offered three times what he said he was looking for? Probably not. Hopefully they would have offered something more than that or it probably wouldn't have lasted long. He would have found out that his peers were making much more than him, although and that really would have been his fault, not theirs. And so thinking about when you're negotiating salary, of course, doing your research, doing the best research you can do, but then also having a few of these little tiny tricks in your in your back pocket. We don't want to be disrespectful. We do not want to push the issue but there are a few different things you can say to try to delay this conversation because it really is best done after they've made an offer. So what is the range that they have budgeted? What or will they discuss that when they know that you're the right person for the position? Any of those comments, remarks, questions can help you delay that conversation until after you have an offer. And they are part of the negotiation process, of course, because to be able to negotiate you, you need to have an offer, as Thea said. So once we get that offer, Thea said this importance of knowing when it makes sense to negotiate and when it might not. So my second story for you is an individual who had applied to a position in a university setting for a position that was apparently, if you will, within a government system, right? A state university within a government system, you would think not much flexibility to increase salary. However, the salary range posted for the position was quite below the market range that this individual researched using a tool like salary.com, payscale.com, Glassdoor didn't exist at that point yet when we were doing this research, but there are a lot of tools out there where you can research specific positions within your geographic location or the geographic location in which the company is that you're interviewing with to get a good idea of what the salary range for that type of position should be in that market. So this individual did a great job of doing that research finding that range, and then matching her skill set up to the requirements of the position. As Thea said, we have to found our negotiation in some sort of 
reality, right? That this is what the position is offering. This is what the position is requesting in terms of qualifications. This is where my qualifications sit. And this is the market range for the position. And that's exactly what this individual did. Walked into that, that interview after the offer had been made. And the offer was made maybe around the mid-range of what the position was listed at to begin with. She went in with that research. Her qualifications lined up with what the job had requested and said, based on your requested qualifications, the qualifications that I bring, and this market rate for this position, I would expect the pay to be closer to $10,000 more than they were offering. Can we work together to get closer to that? And that's kind of the phrase that I like. How can we work together to, to get closer to this number? And the financial person for that organization said, let me go back and see what we can do. Left the meeting that they were having and went back and talked to the director of the organization, the director of the department, and came back out and offered her about 10000 about what she'd asked. And so in a government position where you might think there's not much room for negotiation, this person ended up getting nearly $10,000 extra in salary for their starting wage. Great start for them. She showed that she had great value for the department, right? She ex exceeded everything that they were looking for. She brought the top-notch qualifications and they felt comfortable and valid in giving her that extra pay because of that. It wasn't just that she was asking for it because she thought she deserved it. It was really focused in on, this is why I deserve it. And last little story there, and you can picture two engineers, same company. First engineer starts at this company about a year before and asks for more vacation and doesn't have any reasoning for it, doesn't have any background for it, but you know, at least he tries. He gets the job offer and says, I'd like to start out with three weeks vacation instead of two. HR says, no, we don't do that. Nobody in our company gets extra vacation. And so the engineer accepts the job anyway, the pay is good, other things are good, and, and hey, at least he tries. A year later, another engineer who happens to be colleagues previous colleagues with that engineer starts at the same company, goes in and says, I would like three weeks of vacation because you offer an extra week of vacation to people when they've worked for five years here. I have five years of experience as an engineer. It just isn't here. Guess what? Engineer two gets those five weeks of vacation because he has good reasoning for why that extra perk should be delivered. So our conversation and how we go about doing it is very crucial in how we do or don't succeed in this negotiation. So we're going to take a short break, come back, and I'll tell you one last story that I think is key to both understanding your negotiation style and how that fits with the company and how it may or may not be effective in negotiating that job and that salary for you. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes.
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. talking today about salary negotiation. And we had Thea Kelly Sorry, Thea Kelly join us earlier, and she was talking about a process of which to go through when you are negotiating these salary discussions. And so one of the things that we talked about that keeps people from doing it, of course, is the fear of having that offer withdrawn and or the fear of sounding greedy, all of those things. And people do expect you to negotiate. However, companies are going to, in some ways, expect it to be done in a certain way and or there are certain things that make negotiation just more successful and less risky. Now, thinking about how often does an offer get withdrawn, Thea said 87% of companies say they've never done that. So, obviously, 13% have for some reason, although it's probably not that common. So Thea talked about the importance of having this positive, collaborative approach and obviously waiting until we get an offer to negotiate, to not feel pressured to do that right away, say that you're needing some time to think about that or you'd like to sleep on it, and when could you set up a meeting to talk with them about this offer? So it's not necessarily when can we set up a meeting to negotiate, but when can we set up a meeting to discuss the offer, right? This is a very collaborative process. We want to make sure that everyone understands the expectations from the beginning. That's just a great way to start off the relationship, right? 
And so then Theo recommended that you had three things written down or thought about that you want to negotiate and that you practice having this conversation, that you're asking to discuss details around salary, telecommunications, and telecommuni telecommuting and benefits. You share upfront that these are the three things that you want to discuss. And then as she suggested, may we start with salary? Then she had the line, what you've offered is 90,000. What I'm seeing in my research based on my qualifications in your position, which again, my, my client did very well, is more like 105. She suggested, can you help me with that? I would say, how can we work together to get closer to that? Whatever it is that you like in terms of language, but it's about that collaborative approach to getting what makes sense for both you and the organization. So I like this approach and I think it is very low risk and very effective. Here's my story about why I know that. So I was working with a client a few years ago who was very introverted and searching in other communities. So they'd gotten a job offer about four hours away from where they lived. So being able to meet with that company again to negotiate that offer wasn't as practical, right? To drive four hours to have a meeting to, to talk about the offer was, was not, was not going to happen. So they received the offer in writing and she and I talked about how she wanted to address this and she said she wanted to go negotiate it in writing. And we discussed the pros and cons, right? And in writing, you can't do any of these things. <laughs> you, it's going to be harder to sound collaborative. You can't listen for what they say. You can't appreciate their, their ability to think about what you've asked or to consider what you've asked. And yet that was still the way the client wanted to go. And so she wrote out a letter that she was going to send back to the company requesting an, an increase in salary based on research, all of the other items she'd done quite well. And we tried as hard as we could to make that sound as collaborative as possible. And off goes that letter. Well, she was one of those 13% that when they received that letter, they wrote back to her via email and said, if this is how you would negotiate, then we don't think you're a good fit for our firm. I was devastated because I knew that it wasn't the best way to do it, right? All of those expert things that I knew. And yet my client was at peace with it because that was her style. And that's how she would like to and preferred to communicate with folks was via email. Not too uncommon for us introverts, right? And so she thought that if they didn't like that that's how she communicated, it probably wouldn't be a good fit from the beginning. Okay, I can appreciate that. And yet, if you have the opportunity, I would much prefer because it is less risky, it is more effective, and it does show communication skills that are probably going to be 
better used for you throughout your career to have a conversation. Sometimes that's going to have to be over the phone. Make sure you know that you're having that conversation with the right person. Sometimes it might be HR. I'd prefer that it's with your actual hiring manager or the person who would be your boss, if that makes sense. So you're having the conversation with the right person and you're doing that, if at all possible, over the phone or best case scenario, in person. Why? Because you have the opportunity to do these things that Thea talked about, to be collaborative, to look at body language, to adjust and move on to another topic when there isn't anything left to be discussed about that topic, to show appreciation for their consideration, even if that request is not being, being met. There's still an appreciation there. Even at the end, if you decide not to take the job because they cannot budge on any of your items and your items are non-negotiable for you, you can still leave that place or hang up the phone call with some kind of relationship when you do it voice to voice or person to person. You can show that appreciation. You can thank them for their time. You can let them know that you really appreciate this. However, it just isn't going to work for you at this time. All of those nice things that we can say that unfortunately we just can't adjust and say in a letter when our first request may not be met. So if you're thinking about going into an interview situation and or even a compensation conversation in your current company, Keep your focus on being positive and collaborative. Think about how you can demonstrate that you are worth what you're asking, both through your own value in relation to the position or the requirements or qualifications, and with any kind of research you can do to determine what the market rate is for your position. And as you're going in, of course, asking great questions, and really listening so that you have the opportunity to pick up on clues and to not, as they say, be the one who says that number first. So we hope that you're feeling better prepared as you go into your next interview situation. And you're always welcome to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And if you were interested, feel free to connect with Thea at theakelly.com, T-H-E-A-K-E-L-L-E-Y.com. And we look forward to seeing you right back here next week for another great episode of The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.